From the golden age of radio, you're listening to the amazing world of radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to the amazing world of radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, today we're going to turn to an episode of Columbia Presents Corwin. And this is a story produced and directed by Norman Corwin. Corwin was a key writer, as well as a director, producer of old-time radio. Uh, The stuff he wrote was known for having a very uh, poetic uh, quality. Uh, Some of the things he wrote include The Plot to Overthrow Christmas and The Undecided Molecule. He thrived in the of the series, the Columbia Workshop, which was a very experimental sort of radio drama series. And this is actually the second series that have been named for Corwin. There was also a series in 1941 uh, known as 26 by Corwin. Raymond Massey's part in this is somewhat minimal, but I think uh, still pretty important. Uh, So let's go ahead and we will take a listen to Columbia Presents Corwin, original air date, March the 21st, 1944, and this one is Lonesome Train. Columbia Presents Corwin. This broadcast is dedicated to Carl Sandburg, poet and biographer of Abraham Lincoln. Tonight, Norman Corwin brings you the premiere radio performance of The Lonesome Train, a new folk cantata by Earl Robinson and Corporal Millard Lampell. The distinguished actor of stage, screen, and radio, Raymond Massey, will be heard in the role of Lincoln, with the composer narrating, and Burl Ives in the principal singing role. Lynn Murray conducts the orchestra and chorus in The Lonesome Train. sad eyes and the stooping shoulders was tired. And so one night he did what everybody likes to do sometimes when they're tired. He went to a show. He went down to Ford's Theater in Washington Town, and he sat in a box. And it was the number one box because he was a pretty big man. Well, the play went on. And along about the middle of the evening... Something happened that wasn't on the program. 
I guess you all know what that was. The news spread pretty fast. They carried the news from Washington that Abraham Lincoln's time had come. John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln dead with a pistol bullet through the head. The slaves were free, the war was won, but the fight for freedom was just begun. There were still slaves, the hungry and poor, men who were not free to speak. Freedom's a thing that has no ending. It needs to be cared for, it needs defending. A great long job for many hands, carrying freedom across the land. A job for all the people, carrying freedom across the land. A job for Lincoln's people. And you know who Lincoln's people were. A Kansas farmer, a Brooklyn sailor, an Irish policeman, a Jewish tailor. An old storekeeper shaking his head, handing over a loaf of bread. A buffalo hunter telling a story out in the Oregon Territory. He was their man You couldn't quite tell Where the people left off And where Abe Lincoln began There was a silence In Washington town When they carried Mr. Lincoln's funeral train, traveling the long road from Washington to Baltimore, Baltimore to Philadelphia, Philadelphia to New York, Albany, Syracuse, Cleveland, Chicago, to Springfield, Across the square, 
soldier stood in the road and said, You'd think they'd have warned him. Even a rattlesnake warns you. And an old man answered, This one must have been a copperhead. Seven angels yeah. leaped over the battlement of glory 
and come down to get him. And just when they came near him, he rose. Yes, Lord, he rose up and walked down among us. Praise God, he walked back down among his people. Even now, we got a new land. My dear friends, we got a new land. Ain't no riding boss with a whip. No have no backbiters. Lions can't go. Healers can't go. Ain't no devil to chain us. No high chef to bring us back. You may bury me in the east. You may bury me in the west. Alabama, nothing but a pulpit and some wooden benches, and Mr. Lincoln sitting in the back, away in the back. Washington to New York, people lined the tracks. A strange crowd, a quiet crowd, nobody wanting to talk out loud. At lonely country crossroads, there were farmers and their wives and kids standing around for hours. In Philadelphia, the line of mourners ran three miles. And most of them were deep in mourning. An old lady stood by the coffin and said, Mr. Lincoln, are you dead? Are you really dead? And some wanted him dead a long, long time. A cotton speculator turned away from the coffin saying, All right, boys, the drinks are on me. For there were those who cursed the union. Those who wanted the people apart, while the sound of freedom still echo, the I have heard it said that when that train pulled into New York town, Mr. Lincoln wasn't around. 
He was where there was work to be done, where there were people uh, having fun. When that funeral train pulled into New York, Lincoln was down in a Kansas town, swinging his lady round and round. Swing your boat, swing your park, don't get the air parking job. crowds were there. 250 come from Meadville, Pennsylvania. 500 with two brass bands from Detroit. A million people came from northern Ohio. They came to mourn. But some went home to celebrate. Some in the north and some in the west and some by the president's side. They cursed him every day that he lived and cheered on the Yes, they cheered. The Copperheads, a New York politician, 
who didn't like Lincoln, an Ohio businessman who didn't like Negroes, a Chicago newspaper editor who didn't like people. You couldn't quite tell where the people left off and where Abe Lincoln began. Naturally, the Copperheads went home to celebrate. When that train rolled into Cleveland town, Mr. Lincoln wasn't around. Lincoln sat in a hospital ward far from the funeral train. Lincoln sat in a hospital ward hoping to quiet a soldier's pain. Do you mind if I stand by the bed? No, sir. Where were you wounded, son? At Bull Run, sir, and Chancellorsville. I was shot when we stormed the hill. I've been worried since Chancellorsville about killing, sir. It's wrong to kill. I admit, son, that's been bothering me. How to make the war and the word agree. blood and wounded, when the chains are smashed and the whips are broken, and the men who held the whips are dead. When men are brothers and men are free, the killing will end, the war will cease, when free men have a free men's peace. I'll be going home soon, the soldier said. Lincoln turned from the side of his bed. I'll see you there. I'll see you there, Mr. Lincoln Oh, 
Lincoln's neighbors came. Farmers from over in the next county. Shopkeepers and shoemakers. Men who'd hired him for a lawyer. Men who'd split rails with him. They came from Mattoon and Salem. Fellows who'd swap stories with Abe Lincoln during those long Illinois winter nights. Lincoln's neighbors were there. Politics is short and sweet, like the old woman's dance. Mr. Lincoln, isn't it right that some men should be masters and some should be slaves? Brother, if God intended some men to do all the work and no eating, he would have made some men with all hands and no mouths. Standing tall, standing proud. Well, I say America for Americans. What happens on the other side of the ocean shouldn't be any skin off our backs. Right, Mr. Lincoln? Well, I'll tell you, ma'am. It seems to me the strongest bond of human sympathy outside your family, of course, should be the one uniting all working people of all nations, tongues, and kindreds. Where is a shawl instead of a shawl? Somehow, I wouldn't expect the President of the United States to be such a common man. I think God must have loved the common people. He made so many of them. Wear a shawl instead of a shroud. Mr. Lincoln, how does it feel to be President? <laughs> well, now, it feels sort of like the fella they ran out of town on a rail. If it wasn't for the honor of it, I'd just as soon walk. They were his people. He was their man. You couldn't quite tell where the people left off and where a Lincoln began.
You have been listening to The Lonesome Train by Earl Robinson and Corporal Millard Lampell. Directed and produced by Norman Corwin for CBS. And starring the distinguished actor Raymond Massey in the role of Lincoln. Earl Robinson himself narrated, and Burl Ives sang the principal role with Richard Huey as the preacher. With Mr. Huey and the church scene were Laura Duncan, Lavinia White, William Beasy, and Charles Alpha. The orchestration was by the composer and by Amadeo Di Filippi. Others in the cast were Hester Sondergaard, Lon Clark, Larry Robinson, and Ben Ossipo. Lynn Murray conducted both the orchestra and the Jeff Alexander Choir. Next week at this time, Columbia presents a new play by Norman Corwin entitled Savage Encounter with an original score composed and conducted by Bernard Herrmann. Marble speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, a pretty moving and emotional production. I did think that the uh, sort of trip over to the square dance in uh, Kansas kind of felt almost like a non sequitur. But I think it was probably there, the writer put it there, to give the audience a breather because this is a pretty heavy piece. And whether it exactly makes sense or not, I can kind of see him saying, yeah, let's just throw in a little bit of square dance to lighten things up. The scene with Lincoln by the soldier's bed was very moving and powerful. And I think that was one of at least a few uh, uh, scenes in this where I was you know, literally uh, moved to tears. Uh, some of the sentiments, it's important to uh, recognize the time that this was uh, recorded. Uh, in many ways, when they're talking about the Copperheads, who were uh, Northerners who sympathized with the Confederacy, uh, I think that they are also, because this is set during World War II, uh, speaking about uh, people who are uh, pro-Axis or fifth columnist. And the time also explains some of the emphases used. Still, this is a really moving tribute to Lincoln. And this just does a great job bringing an event to life and recapturing the emotion of that event, even though it occurred 79 years before. The applause at the end, I think, was totally understandable. And, it, you know, the announcer had to speak over it. I can... You know, I can imagine being in the audience and having to sit quietly through that, as that audience apparently did, and really saving all the applause for the end. And certainly, uh, this uh, program earned it all. 
Well, that will actually bring our uh, full series to a close. I hope you've enjoyed uh, these uh, performances by uh, Raymond Massey as Lincoln. And with that, the amazing world of radio is going to be going on hiatus. This has been a very unusual year, as uh, we're typically primarily a summer series with, you know, a little short spring series uh, mixed in. But as it's worked out, uh, we've essentially been going for about eight months straight now. So barring any uh, unforeseen events, we'll be back uh, with our uh, Thanksgiving special. So be sure and listen in a few weeks for that. Of course, you can always find us over at the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. Uh, in the meantime, do send your comments uh, to box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.